Hello, Rundown Nation. Welcome to the College Football Rundown. I'm Woj. And I'm Walt. And we're into Christmas week, Wall. We have games Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and some of them are big games, Wall. Big games, Woj, to start the year. I love it. You mentioned it's Christmas, you know, December 25th. That's Christmas for the kids, Woj. This is our Christmas. Like you mentioned, we got some big games. We got Alabama-Miami. We got LSU-UCLA. We got, obviously, our boys playing Indiana. That's a top 25 matchup. And we got another one, Woj. Georgia, you know they're playing, right? The, the Clemson. It's, that's, a, that's a huge game. Can't wait for that one, Wall. No, me neither, baby. Get the ruffles and beer ready. We're going to have some fun, Woj. A lot of it. Yeah, last week uh, was a pretty cool week. It was fun to watch some football. Uh, there, we had some good players in DFS, some bad players. Wall ended up taking the uh, warm-up week there in the league with 122.44 points. Um, and he went with his boy, uh, Zach Charbonnet, Wall. <laughs> the running back from UCLA, <laughs> the Michigan transfer. Well, he ended up with 34 points for you on only six rushes in one reception. What the hell is that? What's Hardball doing letting him go? Well, we talked about this, didn't we? We talked about this. We said Michigan made a big mistake here. I love the French Woj. I love him coming to the program today. Mr. Chabernet, though, went over there, took over this UCLA offense, Man, did he look good. I wish I kept him, Woj. He was, a, he was one of my keeper choices. I chose to drop him just because UCLA's got some other talent back there. It worried me a little. I'm not worried anymore about that boy. He can run it down people's throats. And thanks for the help on the win, too, Mr. Zach Chabernet. Yeah, he even split the carries. And like I talked about, only six rushes, but he, he went for 106 yards, which is 17.7 yards per carry, and he got three touchdowns. So I think I had a an all-star game for such a – few carry outing but uh yeah he definitely helped you out there with 34 points story 1135 came in second and i myself came in third uh this saturday is uh the big one though this one counts while well. we got the saturday main slate 13 games uh it's already up there so get yourselves in the league get yourselves ready to go uh it's going to be a good start to the year this is going to be a big week while well, i'm excited I'm excited too, Woj. I'm excited to go two in a row. Obviously, the first one, just a little practice, a little practice, Woj, but I don't mind kicking butt during practice. Now it's time for the real thing. I'm ready to take some people down. All right, let's talk about some games, Wall. Let's get into this. We got Boise State at UCF, 6 p.m. on ESPN. This is a Thursday game, guys. So this is one of the Thursday games. Uh, but this is a big one for uh, Gus Melzahn. He is the transferring over, I mean, basically a transfer coach from Auburn. I mean, UCF is giving four and a half with the over-under being 68. Uh, what do you think here, Wall? Hey, I, I think bringing up Gus Malzahn is the best way to go about this game. I really respect his coaching style. I respect him as a coach. He stays out of the press for the most part, which, you know, when, you're, when your name can be known and you stay out of the press, it's because you're a good coach. And I think that's the case we have here. Unfortunately, he did get laid off there at Auburn. They didn't extend his contract. But I think he can do something over here at UCF, Woj. I think he can bring his skills with a program and develop it. And that's what UCF, they're already, you know, they're a good team. They need to be in a better conference so they can get more recognition. But they're a good team. But Malzahn can make them great. This game specifically, I mean, he's given four and a half to a good Boise State team. 
I mean, you, you talked about, yeah, this Gus Malzahn moving to the UC, UCF, which is a good team, yeah. But he runs a different kind of offense than, I guess, what we've normally seen from UCF with the, just slinging it around the around the uh, the pigskin around the, the field. And that's what Dylan Gabriel's done for them. And he's 9,100 on DraftKings this week. I would be aware about playing Gabriel. And I, I'm surprised I'm saying that because Gabriel is an all-star athlete. He's really good. He's been awesome as far as DraftKings go in the past. But, I mean, Gus Malzahn doesn't run that kind of offense. And I don't know if he'll maybe tailor to the way he does it or maybe he'll see how they, they've run it in the past and kind of work off that. But this is a fade for me at 9,100. That's just too much money. Uh, on the other side of this, though, the Boise State side, I like a lot of play players. Uh, Khalil Shakir, the wide receiver for Boise State, is only 6,900 this week. And he is an all-star wide receiver for them. He's basically their team in the wide receiver role. Owned 37% of the targets last year while in 2020. That's huge. Double-digit targets average for the season at 11.4. And again, in a PPR, that's what you're looking for. And he's only 6,900. So great pro great production for a low price. I like that. Uh, they're going to sling it. No new, new things there at Boise State. So uh, just think, something to look at. Uh, well, I do want to mention some running backs here for UCF because we're talking about Gus Melzon. He's going to probably run it a little bit, but there's a boatload of just new running backs here. Wall, you remember Bowser, Isaiah Bowser? Wall. Yeah, I, I remember him unfortunately because he he did a number on Iowa, which few running backs can say. But he was a great running back over there at Northwestern when he was there. Yeah, he just went to uh, UCF. He's 5,500 on DraftKings this week. And then Mark Anthony Richards, who was one of the guys at Auburn with Malzahn, transferred with him and is now 5,700. Uh, so those two backs, not sure who's going to get the start there, or maybe it'll be a split kind of thing, but I would look for one of those guys to pop off. I mean, they lost Greg McKee and Otis Anderson to the NFL draft. Uh Bentavius Thompson, who was looking to be the number one this spring, uh, is no longer on the roster for unknown reasons as of the beginning of August. So it's going to be Bowser or Richards. And I mean, that's pretty cheap for a, a Gus Malzahn running back. Uh, and I know that's not who we usually look for when we look at UCF. But again, we mentioned it's a different type of offense that he might be running there while. Hey, I don't think you're giving Gus Malzahn enough credit because he, he's a very, you know, he, he can adjust. He can adjust on the fly. It, it, maybe you're forgetting somebody by the name of uh, Mr. Cam Newton that I believe Gus Malzahn coached and that great Auburn team that year he was there. I mean, I think Malzahn can – he's going to shift to what gets his team to win the game. That much I can tell you. He'll shift a little bit. Maybe you're right. Maybe he sticks with his run it down your throats. But that's more, I think, because he was at Auburn. That was their specialty. They had that line – I think he could shift over here at UCF, but it remains to be seen. We'll see this week on uh, Thursday, right, Woj? And we'll see it on Thursday. Another Thursday game to look at, East Carolina at Appalachian State, 630 on ESPNU wall. Woj, I want to tell you in this one, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a little help here. East Carolina's plus 10.5 in this game. You know, that's kind of a low line for what you'd expect Appalachian State to be giving a team, especially out of the shoots. But Appalachian State was a little down last year. They've been – dominant in their conference the past few years, but they were a little down last year. So maybe that's where that 10 and a half comes from. But what I want to tell you about Roger is this 56 and a half over under that really surprises me. That is a very low number 
from how I see this game playing out. I mean, if you look over Appalachian State scores last year, 35, 52, 45, 31, 38, 17, I mean, 47. These are scores that, you know, they're getting points. East Carolina is no different. So I don't know that this over-under is priced correctly, Woach. I think it's a little juicy, you know, kind of like a ribeye, 22-ounce ribeye, just cooked on the grill, looking at it. Oh, man, give me some of that. That's juicy. I think you should incorporate that into your DraftKings thinking, Woach, because obviously the lines get set off of those over-unders, and I think this over-under should be a little higher. I'll probably be putting money on it myself. Okay, I like it. Uh, one thing I want to talk about here, though, Wall, is Chase Bryce. The QB from Appalachian State, he's 5,700 this week. Remember him last year, Wall? We talked about him. He's a Duke transfer. We talked about him in an episode last year about <laughs> how he can't hold on to the football. It was terrible. I think that was episode 26 or 27 last year. And, man, he he just is a turnover just king. Uh, 21 turnovers to 11 touchdowns, Wall. That's that's not good. No, it's really not. That that golden ratio we talk about, you know, touchdowns to turnovers, it's supposed to be, you know, the other way around. <laughs> it's not supposed to be a decimal point when you do it. So I don't know. Butterfingers, Bryce, maybe you can switch it around. Who knows? You know what? I do like somebody on App State, though, and that's Cameron Peoples, uh, the running back for App State. He's 6,900. You know, he took up the number one running back slot last year when Dietrich Harrington got hurt. Harrington's still going to be hurt for at least the first four games this season. Uh, he ended the se- Peoples ended the season with a 64.7 point game. It was versus North Texas, but still, that is a dominant performance from any kind of any running back. I don't care where you are. So I would look at him to be one of those guys in this game to rely on and maybe get that over that you're talking about because. I don't know. Chase Bryce could be hot and maybe not turn it over, or they just put it in Cameron Peoples' hands to be safe. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Cameron Peoples. Like, you got to go with the guy that has run in his name if he's a running back. Well, I think that's the reason for it. Oh, it's a good call. All right, let's move on to Saturday, the big day. Wall, the the opening oh, day, big... the opening day of college football, and we're gonna start it off with a Big Ten battle. We got number 19, Penn State at Wisconsin, who's number 12 right now, 11 a.m. on Fox, starting the day off big time in the Big Ten wall. Boj, I'm so excited for this. I'm so excited. You and I are going to be over at a friend's house. I wonder what their food situation is going to be over there. But this is going to be the first one we're watching, Woj, and that place is going to get a little crazy. I'm glad it's not at my house because there's going to be some stuff broken. I mean, you're talking about Penn State at Wisconsin. This is a matchup that we're getting week one, Woj, in the Big Ten. This is I mean, you don't see this every year. Rarely do you see this, to be quite frank. So I'm excited for it. In this game, Penn State's getting five and a half, over-under sitting at 50. Wisconsin on that money line's all the way down at minus 220, Woj. I mean, they they really think Wisconsin's going to win this one. I don't disagree with them. I mean, did you see Penn State last year? Sure, they ended the season strong, but they didn't start it very strong, Wall. Um, and who knows what they do this year. I think they're going to be better. Obviously, we talked about it in the Big Ten preview. Vegas thinks they're going to do better because they had a higher over-under. I think it was nine games, which is absurd in my mind. But, uh, you know, as far as DraftKings go, I, or D, any DFS, I, I tend to steer away from these games, especially when Wisconsin's involved, just because of how good I know their defense is. But let's talk about Noah Kane, the running back for Penn State. And the reason I want to talk about him because his price point's really good at 5400 Now, he is kind of a West Coast back, and he didn't play hard. I think he played a couple snaps last year, nothing big. But it's a really interesting price point for one of those 
slots in an offense that's always relied on a really good running back. Well, one running backs that have made it to the NFL uh, in that West Coast type of type of uh, format. Uh, so no one Kane's going to get some touches in the air. And we know that that's just how that works. So I, I like Noah Kane at that price point, especially if he'll be involved in that rough pass game. We know Sean Clifford's good. Uh, we know Dotson's really good too, but they're going to need those check down passes. And Noah Kane's just that kind of guy to do it. And Penn State likes to do that. So why not take him at a really good price point, especially in a tournament format and just, you know, take a gamble. Um, on the other side of this, you have Graham Mertz, the quarterback for Wisconsin. He's 6,500, which is priced pretty good for a quarterback uh, this this slate. Uh, the question is, can he do what he did versus Illinois in that first game last year while to Penn State? And I don't think he can, but I would imagine you might think differently. <laughs> well, that's because you know that Mertz is my boy. That's why you would imagine that, and you imagine correctly, Woj. You imagine correctly. I'm really excited. I'm surprised. I I'm, I'm really am surprised that I don't see Clifford on here. Maybe he's too much money. I don't know. Maybe he's too much money for you. But it's my boy Mertz against your boy Clifford, and we get to see this week one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is, you better be there at 11 a.m., Woj, because I need to be shoving this down your throat when Mertz goes off on these guys. I mean, I – I really think he's going to do well this year. We're going to find out week one. Penn State, you know, they're going to have a defense. They're going to be ready. They're going to be coached up. We know that for sure. So it's really a good test for him. Also, this is a good test for the Big Ten, Woj. We want to see what happens specifically to the loser of this game and how the the coaches that, you know, vote in the polls and how the actual, you know, the polls treat the loser of this game. That's going to show us how much respect the Big Ten gets this year. And it's really going to show us going forward what people expect out of the Big Ten. If you see a Penn State loss and them drop out of the 25, I mean, get ready. There's going to be there's going to be some tough times for the Big Ten this year. They're not going to get ranked well. So that's one thing we need to watch out to for next week, Woj. Yeah, I'm excited to see what happens after this game, like you talked about, with just the, the, the future lines here. I mean, Penn State, we talked about how Vegas likes them so much. I want to see if, if they end up losing this game, what that line goes to as far as the season win total. So uh, excited for that. But just to give some people some reference, yeah, we, me and Wall are both battling each other here. I have Sean Clifford. It was one of my keepers. He has Graham Mertz. We play in a fantasy league that's been going on for many, many years, a double keeper league. We play with the Big Ten SEC in the Pac-12. So that those were our keepers. Uh, so, yeah, I'm excited for the the Wojan Wall, Penn State versus Wisconsin <laughs> battle here. Are, are you going to start him? Are you going to start well, him? Oh, well, he, he's starting Wall. As long oh, as Mertz starting, is okay. starting. Are you starting Mertz? Well, of course I'm starting Mertz, but you make some dumb decisions sometimes, so I figure maybe he's on your bench. I just no, yeah, 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 we're <laughs> starting him. All right. Juicy game here for me, which I like DFS implications in this one, is Fresno State, who is 1-0 already on the season. They beat uh, UConn, if you can call them a football team, but they are, uh, at number 11, Oregon, uh, 1 p.m. on the Pac-12 network wall. Yeah, well, last week you were talking about UConn and how you did not think they were a good team. I'm, not that I disagree with you. I, I didn't disagree with you. I don't think they're a great team by any means. But you were definitely right there, Woj. That Connecticut team did not look good against Fresno State, or I guess maybe you could say Fresno State looked really good. However you look at it, Fresno State has a lot more difficult competition this week. Number 11, Oregon. Oregon giving 20.5 over under a 64.5. For people that like those shootout games, I mean, this is like a – I think this is going to be like a Big 12 game, Woj. I think that's how it might be. But you never know with Oregon, man. They can switch things up. They're not 
they're not just passing over the top every time anymore. You know, they're getting some runs off a lot quite often, really, Woj. Yeah, I like Oregon this year, Well, They're one of my picks to click uh, we talked about in the episode with the Pac-12 preview. Uh, but as far as DFS goes in this one, pure DFS, I want to talk about some Fresno State guys, and that's Josh Kelly, the wide receiver. He's only at 3,300. We picked him up last week. He scored us only 8.4 points uh, on 4,400 salary. So, I mean, his point per or dollar per point was 524, which isn't that good. But he didn't play the whole game. They, they they split it amongst 11 different receivers because they just whooped on UConn. So they spread the ball out. I expect in this game it's going to tighten up the targets quite a bit. He is a steal in my mind, especially in tournament play at 3,300. They're, they're slated not to be in this game whatsoever, so they're going to have to sling it. I think it'll be closer than what the spread is. Uh, I don't necessarily think they'll win, but I think it'll be a lot closer than what people think. I think Fresno State's a decent team. Offensively, they're really good. Defensively, they have some question marks. Um, offensive line, maybe some question marks there as well. So when they start playing these tougher teams, their defensive lines are just going to be bigger, better. It might be a little tougher. But I really do think there's value in that 3,300 with Josh Kelly at wide receiver for Fresno State. He's basically number two. He made a big catch last week. Uh, against UConn and looking for him to make some more. Now, let's talk about quarterback Jake Harner, the QB for Fresno State. He's at 7,600, which, again, I think is a steal for him. Uh, he's going to have to sling the ball. And it's just one of those things. He scored 28 points last week versus the UConn, and they, he didn't even play the whole game. So this is just one of those things where I, I know Fresno State's going to have to play an up-tempo offense to stay in this. And those are the two guys I think that are going to do it. And with that com combined uh, salary there, what is that? Seven, eight, uh, that's 10.9 K. So, I mean, 10.9 K you're looking at probably production of North of 50 points. I would imagine if they do well, I mean, that's, that's good. That's good. I'm taking it. That's a duo this week that I'll probably have definitely in at least one of my tournament brackets. On the other side, Walt Anthony Brown. We talked about him. He's good. He's, I think, the new future star of Oregon. A lot of people don't think so, but I do. He is expensive this week on DraftKings. He's at 8300 and we don't really know all that much about him quite yet. We know that he likes to run the ball. We don't know how it'll work in this offense. It's a risky play, but one of those tournament plays that might just pan out for you if Vegas really thinks Oregon's going to beat them by 20 some points. Well, well, I, th I think what we're what we got to key on, especially with that, is last year Oregon wasn't that great. I mean, as, they weren't as good as they should have been. I think that's a better way to categorize it. But this year they have some offensive line talent back, and people forget about the offensive lines. They forget about the defensive lines too, for that matter. But last year they they started the season right, Woj, and they had one career start on that offensive line. One career start, no experience whatsoever. And on the offensive line, you want some experience there. You need to know what the other guys do, and especially teams that pull a lot, teams that shift a lot. This year, they have six offensive linemen returning, most of them with a lot of experience. So I think really in this game, it's going to come down to, not necessarily this game maybe, this game's going to show us what that offensive line can do for the future. You know, when they play some real tough competition, it's going to rely on that offensive line a lot more. I mean, having Anthony Brown, a quarterback that can rush outside the pocket, that helps if he has to scramble. But, you know, you got C.J. Verdell back there, Woj, so I, I don't see why they need to do that. One thing I do want to say about Fresno State is, I don't know if you noticed my DraftKings roster that crushed you last week, but I had some 
Fresno State wide receivers stacked last week, Woj, and it paid off well for me. I did see that, yeah. That helped out that they they, they split it between 11 guys because they got to your guys, which were a little cheaper. So, yeah, it worked oh, out. I learned it. I learned it from my friend. I learned it from my All friend, right. All right. So, yeah, and like you talked about, C.J. Verdell, he's 6,000 on DraftKings this week, and he could be one of those guys that pops off too. But I know Anthony Brown likes to use his legs quite a bit, so might take some pressure off of Verdell. Verdell still might get it around the end zone. The thing about it is, is like, that's the big thing. When you have those like quarterbacks that can use their feet wall, typically you get down to the end zone. Guess who gets the ball and puts it into the end zone on a, on a botched pass play. It's the quarterback. So that's what I worry about with uh, running backs with those quarter kind of quarterbacks, because yeah, they could run it all the way down the field and then they don't just get, they don't get the payday, which is what you need to get in DraftKings and or DFS to, to make some money. So uh, Verdell is, is good, but I just, I'm, I'm going to stay away from him for this first week, just because I don't know what Anthony Brown is capable of or, or really able to do yet. Let's move on to the next game wall. And this one I am super pumped about excited to see what Miami can possibly do to the number one Alabama Crimson Tide. But we got Alabama at Miami, who's number 14 on the preseason rankings, 2.30 p.m. on ABC wall. Yeah, this is is a a primetime game, a premier game. I I don't know that it deserves that kind of connotation to it, but. That's what it's being hyped as. I'm excited for it, Woj. I do not want to misrepresent myself. I'm excited for this football game. But, you know, Miami, Alabama, I think Alabama is going to take them out. Alabama's giving them 18.5 right now, over under a 61.5. I mean, that implies a pretty high scoring game for two teams of this caliber going against each other at the beginning of the season. Well, we'll see if that actually comes to fruition. But, I mean, Alabama, what do they got a freshman back there now, Woj, at quarterback, which is just unheard of Bryce Young right he's sitting back yes. there as a quarterback the projected starting quarterback I just a Nick Saban team with a freshman starting quarterback just that that baffles me you know I don't I don't know that that's actually going to happen but I I have to go off of what people say so we'll see what happens in this game I'm definitely going to be watching it. it's a 2:30 p.m game it'll be after the uh, Penn State Wisconsin game we'll see what Alabama has this year I don't think Miami can give them any competition which I, I really don't yeah uh He's Bryce Young is highly anticipated, right? Like he's supposed to be the guy. Uh, he sat last year behind Mac Jones as a red shirt. Uh, comes out this year. So he at least has one year back there of knowing how the system runs. So I, I will say that he, he understands it probably more than just an upcoming freshman. Right. But again, untested. No one knows. It's the first game of the season. We'll see what happens. But, you know, I've made the mistake, well, too many times, too many times of betting against Alabama in DFS. And I'm not doing it anymore. Now I'm done. I'm done. The Dorit King plus Charleston Rambo combo is 11,700. And I would play that any other day of the week, any year of the week, forever, and ever, and ever, and ever. But I'm not doing it. I'm not playing against Alabama and DFS. It's never worked out. It won't work out this year. I promise you. Miami is probably not going to win this game. And it, if they do, it's not going to be a battle of offensive might with Derek King and Charleston Rambo. So I'm going to look at the other side. I'm going to take Alabama players 
Brian Robinson, the running back for Alabama, 6,000 wall. I mean, this guy is set to be the lead back. He's been sitting behind so many good running backs over the years. Well, he's ready to pounce, right, like a puma. And that's what we want from our running backs wall. He's ready to pounce like a puma. Uh, so he's had backup duty, like we talked about, for many, many years. He hasn't really got that role. Now it's his time to shine. And we know how good running backs are from Alabama. I don't think he's going to 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 show us, you know, the, the wrong way to go from Nick Saban. Nick Saban's not going to put him in there if he's not the guy. So he's one of my other keepers, by the way, in my fantasy league. So really hoping he pans out, uh, especially with the new quarterback. They get the lead. It's in Robinson's hands the rest of the game. So uh, decent play there at 6,000 for Alabama. Always take those running backs the first week of the season from Alabama. They they pay off. Do not take the other side of that ball wall. That's my DraftKings 101 for the week. <laughs> I, lo- I love your two cents, which I, I get asked occasionally, like, you know, how do you make money in sports gambling? Well, you know, one way you make money in sports gambling is you just don't bet against great teams. You can bet against good teams, you know, if you get a good line, but don't bet against great teams. Don't bet against Bama. Don't bet against Clemson. Just don't do it. You know, they win over, you know, week in, week out, they win. So just don't do it. It makes sense for DFS also. And I, I do like you brought up the fact that, you know, he's like a puma, which I love. I love pumas. I don't know if you know this. They're, like, they're probably my favorite animal behind, behind a horn frog. They're my favorite animal. And the reason being is if, if there's like a, let's say there's a lion in front of them, a little lion in front of them or something, and then there's a, a bunny rabbit maybe 10 yards farther, the puma has no fear. So it'll go after the lion just because it's closer. I love that instinct. And I love the fact that you brought up that for Brian Robinson because, I mean, yeah, he's going to look for those linebackers and try to run them over. He's not going to try to avoid them. I'm all for it. Let's do it, Brian Robinson. All right, on to my favorite game of the week, Wall, and that is number 17, Indiana, at number 18, Iowa, 2.30 p.m., Big Ten Network. Well, Woj, I mean, we don't know either. We don't know much about either one of these teams, right, Woj? No, yeah, <laughs> we don't know very little. About these teams. Very little. But no, yeah, this game, I mean, it's it's going to be good, Woj. I mean, another Big Ten game. This is two top 25 teams. Going at it week one, Woj, from the Big Ten. It's incredible. I mean, this this year is going to be great, Woj. It's going to be the best year ever, I think. In this game, Iowa is giving, well, depending on what site you're looking at, Iowa's giving three to three and a half, Woj. That's it. That's all they're giving. We got to overrun the advantage, right? I mean, that's basically what it is. So they're saying these two teams are even. I I don't know, Woj. I don't think so. I'm going to disagree. I mean, over-under is... 46 and a half, you know, you know that that's in a big 10 football game. You know that that's probably right, but three and a half only Woj. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, Tyler Goodson. So th- here's my two side. I'm going to avoid DFS in this game, by the way, altogether go Hawkeyes, but you, you said it right there in a nutshell, low over under it's Iowa football. They're going to play some D they're at Iowa wall. And we know how Hawkeyes play in connect stadium. Indiana is going to have a tough time scoring touchdowns. Iowa's defense is just too good wall. And if Tyler Goodson is going to make it to the NFL, which I think he's going to be a very good running back in the NFL, he is going to run all over Indiana because the Iowa offensive line wall, and I'm sure you're going to talk about some of their offensive linemen shortly here, are just absolutely behemoths and unstoppable this year. Iowa's got a good chance to go far just based on Tyler Goodson and the offensive line wall. Well, I think I, I read this article. It was called Just Being Good Won't Be Good Enough for 2021 Hawkeyes. It was in the uh, the Gazette. It's published there in Cedar Rapids. Uh, the article was written by 
uh, Mr. Mike Halas. It was a great article, Woj. And one of the things he pointed out in that article, he said, the dude is. And then when I read that in an article, Woj, I'm like, all right, what's coming next? And then he said, the dude is Tyler Linderbaum. For those of you that don't know, Tyler Linderbaum is the center. That's an offensive lineman that is the dude this year, Woj. <laughs> think it was well it was described perfectly i mean he is going to be the man and he's going to be the pivot on that offensive line you really do need a good center back there to control that offensive line you gotta remember this guy's snapping the ball and he's got a 350 pound man rushing at him you better be able to block him you need a good center and he's right mr michael loss is right tyler linderbaum's great he's a phil steel preseason first team all-american for good reason i think he's going to have a great season Goes to what you said, Woj. They have a great offensive line. I was usually known for their offense. Remember that? Who was that? Uh, Josh Coppola, I think. He's a center also. He got. Remember when he was driving his his moped? Oh, oh yeah. Oh my goodness, <laughs> Woj. This is. A, I gotta set this story because this this guy, Josh Coppola, he's a big guy, right? He's driving a scooter. I think it was a little scooter down the road, and all of a sudden a truck. We're not talking about a little truck. We're talking about like a, a pickup truck going maybe 30 miles an hour. Hits. Mr. Copel in the side of his scooter. He goes flying in the air, right? His shoe goes flying off, I think, too, if I remember correctly. He goes flying in the air. Everybody kind of stops. I think it was police cam footage that saw it. Everybody kind of stops. Like, maybe two seconds later, he gets back up, looks around a little bit, finds his shoe, puts it on, and drives off. <laughs> I mean, that's an aisle offensive lineman right there. These are big dudes. They're born and bred to hit people. They're born and bred to keep their quarterback safe. I mean, you got Goodson and Kelly Martin back there behind Mr. Linderbaum. This is a good football team. I don't know why this spreads at three, three and a half. It should be at an eight or nine. Yeah, jersey number 65 for all of you that don't know if you're watching the offensive line, which you should. I think people that are just watching the football should take a game, watch the watch the offense and defensive lines. That's where the game's won and lost more, more or less. But yeah, number 65, he's 6'3", 290 pounds, born and bred in Solon, Iowa. Uh, so this guy is a beast. Looking forward to watching him all year and uh, giving uh, Goodson a plenty of room to run and giving Piet- Spencer Piatris plenty of time to throw the ball. He is going to be phenomenal at the next level. Uh, excited for the Hawkeyes this year. Well, let's move on to some other games here. we got North Carolina at Virginia Tech. On We're going to go back to Friday. North Carolina at Virginia Tech. Your boys over there at UNC, Wall. They are my boys, Woj, and I'm I'm really excited to you know to watch this game because this is going to show us what they can actually do on the season. I mean, it's only a five and a half point spread. North Carolina is only giving five and a half over under a 63 and a half. So I mean, is it, this wasn't on the DraftKings slate, right, Woj? This game wasn't. This, this was not. No. Do they have a special Friday slate? Do you know? I I didn't even see. Um, they might. This might be one of the uh one of the games for the maybe the night. What, what, it might be one of – they just might have a separate game for this. I know Michigan State Northwestern's on the night game. Um, they, you know what? They are on the slate wall, and they got Howell at 8,400, which is priced pretty well. Well, there you go, because I was just going to say, I wonder what Howell's at, because, I mean, I'm really excited to see what he can do. He's he's definitely one of those guys, especially for DraftKings. We're talking specifically DraftKings. He has that high ceiling you're looking for. I think you're always mentioning you need to look for those – high ceiling guys in the tournament plays. He's one person that, you know, you might look at because especially against this Virginia Tech defense, I mean, beginning of the year, no one's really tested, but this Virginia Tech defense, not really tested. I mean, we'll see. I'm, I'm just excited to see how well North Carolina comes out and does. 
I think it's going to set the stage for the rest of the season. And obviously, you know, I'm pretty big on North Carolina this year. So it's a pretty important game for me to watch. I'm excited to watch that on Friday before the games even start on Saturday, the big ones. Yeah, he's not even the most expensive pull or quarterback. Sam Hartman from Wake Forest, which for good reason, is more expensive at 8,900. Um, but yeah, decent pickup with Sam Howell. I'm just interested to watch North Carolina and see how they do without their uh, offensive wide receiver. They're, they lost a lot of talent last year. So I just want to see the new up-and-comers get an idea for them so I can play them in some DraftKings uh, down the road wall. Hey, there you go, Woj. But you know what game really gets me excited. You could probably guess this. I mean, everybody could guess this. Well, it's not a big, you know, secret. I think Georgia Clemson week one, Woj, Georgia Clemson. How insane is that? How awesome is that? It's at Clemson. Yeah, it is awesome. And I, I love that it's at Clemson. You're right. Because Clemson, you know, they have that, the, the awesome stadium, right? It's underground, kind of like Connect Stadium for Iowa, where they pull up in those buses, they kind of run down that hill. It, it's it's such a cool experience to watch it. They the TV really gets into it, where they they follow the buses for a while and they get off the bus, run down. It's, it's cool. Um, the thing about it is, is I want I think Georgia can hold their own in this game, Wall, and and that's coming from a this is a Clemson team that's untested offensively. Yeah, they have a lot of defensive players back, but they have a very untested offense, Wall, and I, I'm I'm looking and Georgia's got a good defense, so this is going to be an exciting game. I can't wait to watch it. It's super fun. Well, you know Georgia always gets those turnovers on defense, which they always get those turnovers and they turn them into touchdowns, which that's something you got to watch out for every Georgia game and especially a big one like playing Clemson because that's the game that decides a game right there. So you got to watch for that. I'm excited to see how well JT Daniel does over there, Georgia slinging the ball. I mean, this spread it's at three right now. It was at four, so a little bit of money. Obviously, uh, Georgia's getting three. A little bit of money's coming in on Georgia, which. I guess it doesn't surprise me they're trying to bring it to that big pivot three number. So that's kind of where it's at. If it dropped to two, that would really surprise me. I might actually – I'm a big Bulldog guy. Don't get me wrong, Woj. But I might actually jump on Clemson at that point. But I do believe that Georgia's a good team. I, I'm just excited to watch this. This is a, you know, probably don't bet on it. Just grab a beer and watch it, baby. Yeah, and uh, as far as people playing DraftKings, <laughs> it's kind of an interesting thing that these quarterbacks are priced low. JT Daniels is only at 5,700. Ugal Ungalele is only at 6,300. Uh, and that's low. That's on the bottom of the barrel <laughs> as far as the running backs. Uh, you got people like Jake Palmer from Purdue that are priced at 7,800 higher up there. Uh, so it's it's one of those things where, yeah, I mean, you could probably play a bunch of these players, but this is going to be a tough game for both teams. So excited to see it. I really don't want to give any predictions because – I just don't know what Clemson's offense is capable of. I, I know what Georgia's is, and they're good. Uh, but they do have a lot of people hurt right now, or probable, so I don't know who's playing right, quite yet. So just I'm going to wait till game time to give a really good idea of who I'm going to pick in this. Um, but excited nonetheless for just what a great game, a great venue, uh, good to see, and it's it's good for TV for sure. <laughs> Are you going to crack a milkshake beer over there, Woj? No. <laughs> All right, well, uh, another game I'm super pumped for, Wall, is you, LSU at UCLA, and I have Max Johnson on my team. Uh, excited to see what he can do with Keishon Boti and just dominating, getting back to that LSU domination that we kind of missed last year up until the last couple games, Wall. 
Well, this is a this is a strange game. You don't generally see the SEC travel this far. I mean, obviously playoffs is a different story, but LSU's traveling to UCLA. They're traveling across the country, really, all the way out mm-hmm. to West to play UCLA. And that's a good UCLA team. This could be a loss for them, Woj. I mean, the, right now, as of now anyways, LSU is the favorite. But after UCLA's monster performance last week, uh, the line's moving a little bit. You're sitting at plus two and a half right now for UCLA, Woj. I, I think it might be warranted, too. I mean, you saw Shepardy last week, right? He just he, he might give you a touchdown, two touchdown just in himself. I mean. Jesus, well, this team was good last week. Yeah, they were good, but as good as DTR looked, he is not going to hold a anything to Max Johnson or Bote. They don't have anybody that can guard him. I, I'm excited to see how explosive this LSU team is, and, and this is a test. This is a really good test because I want to see how good their defense is. If their defense can hold down Charbonnet and, and Britton and – Delich in the receiving there or, or DTR. I, this is a really good test to see how good LSU is and if they can they can actually compete with Alabama. Well, yeah, that's true. We'll see how good Miles Brennan is against a pretty good, well, what looked to be a pretty decent defense last week. I mean, he, he's going to have a, a tough time ahead of him game one, which is unusual, you know, for an SEC team, especially an LSU team. Uh, it, it, it'll be a good game to watch, though. I, I'm just it, it baffles me. I love to see it. Don't get me wrong. I love to see it. It just baffles me to see a, you know, week one, an SEC team travel across the country to go to UCLA's house. I That's scary. That's scary if I was them. Uh, correction there. Well, Max Johnson, Miles Brennan out for the season, uh, but Max Johnson will be in. Oh, and well, he will be. Didn't you tell me about that like three weeks ago? And I was supposed <laughs> to write it down? God dang it, I lost that notebook. That's the problem. Max Johnson is in, Miles Brent is out. Also, their backup is probable. So uh, <laughs> hopefully Max Johnson doesn't get hurt. Maybe that should be LSU's. If if they're down and, and not doing well, that should be their goal, to hurt to, to hurt Max Johnson. Hopefully they don't because he's on my fantasy team. But uh, they, they won't have very much else to go after that. So uh, look forward to that and seeing that. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> All right, well, it's that time. I'm excited. We get to do the Wojen Wall pick em again. You beat me last year. Uh, super salty about it. I started slow. Looking to start strong this year, Wall. And I'm taking Fresno State. I got them at points bet at plus 21. I, I don't know think Fresno State will win the game against Oregon, but I think this is a better Fresno State than people give them credit for. Their offense is really good and explosive. 21 points is a lot. Uh, to give up to a Fresno State team that I think could put up quite a few points. So I'm taking Fresno State with the points. Well, Jay, first of all, I want to say to everyone, I hate hearing the name points bet. You know, I'll probably reference it here and there, but they don't they don't take my money anymore. Well, they, they won't take my bets anymore. There's a couple books, you know, they don't they don't like the sharp bets anymore. But I don't like points, but I just want to bring that out to everyone. Be careful with them. Be very careful. You know, I don't know that I agree with you, Woj. We were talking a little bit before, you know, just chumming it up, me and you. And I was like, ah, maybe I'll take the other side of this one, Woj. But when it comes down to, you know, actually putting money on it, I, I don't know. 21's a lot of points. So I guess your pick kind of makes sense. I do think Oregon's going to run them over. So that's the reason I'd hate to take the Fresno State plus 21, just because I don't want to take a team I think's going to get run over. I don't know. We'll see. But you know who I am going to take this week, Woj. And I, I have a rule. You probably know my rule, Woj. Every year, as far as betting on Iowa, I have a rule. I only bet on Iowa once a year, right? 
I'll bet on them in the bowls. That's for sure. Every bowl game, but I only bet on them once a year. And this year, technically, I made it through the first week. I mean, you could argue they didn't have a game, but I'm taking Iowa, baby. Minus three Ooh. only. Only minus three. Come on. I got to take them. You know, I'm going to put my money where my mouth is on this one, too, Woj. You're probably going to see three and a half in a lot of books. As of right now, Rivers has it at minus three. I think there's a little extra juice on it. Minus 115, maybe. But I'm going to take I've already taken it for that matter. But I'm going to take it in our Woj and we'll pick them for sure. All right, you know my rule. I don't bet them at all. I'm not, I tend to stay away from my own, not jinxing my team, but I like your play, Wall. I like your play a lot. Iowa is going to hopefully dominate this Saturday. Uh, excited to watch the game as well as all these other ones. I hope you all enjoy all the games as well. Yeah, well, hey, well, we got some housekeeping to do too. You never told the people about what prizes we got for them if they win the DraftKings League I, or the DraftKings week in and week out. Oh, so the, DraftKings, out, the winners of each week, the winners of each week are going to get some WWCFB koozies, some Wojen Wall college football Woo-hoo! rundown koozies. We're going to get the rundown nation some some stuff to to use out there and show other people. Let's get into the rundown nation. Let's do this thing. So tell your friends about the DraftKings League. Get a minute. Let's get going. Yep. The winner every week, Woj, they're going to get one of those koozies. Also. Also, Woj, we're up and running, baby. CollegeFootballRundown.com, WWCFB.com. Sign up, sign in. Hey, if you can't win DraftKings, if you can't beat me, which, you know, a lot of people can't beat me, especially you, Woj. You can't beat me. We we, we got a special promotion on there. You just give us, you know, you follow us on whatever your podcast choice is, whether it be, uh, you know, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, uh spotify we have a lot of spotify people that listen to us but whatever I'm, it is you i'm spotify myself well you are what well, i thought you used the uh the alexa i thought you always told her hey play the college football rundown with wojan wall i tell her to play it through a two through spotify wall but i, I, oh, I wow. i'm a spotify kind of guy yeah the nerds in our back end there they must be they must have some skills but yeah you just go in there you know sign up subscribe to our podcast give us a little bit of information tweet us out your favorite team and hey we're going to send you a koozie, even if you can't win DraftKings week in and week out. But those that do win it, they're getting a koozie, too. Hey, I want to see pictures of beers in those koozies, too, on Saturdays. Let's let's tweet those back yeah. at us, too. I want yeah, to see yeah, that. Maybe. Yeah, so, I want to see right. it. Wolf keeping your beer cold, right, Wolf? That's right. That's right. I like that. Thanks for listening, everyone. You can catch us on Twitter at WWCFB. Our Instagram's college underscore football underscore rundown. Our website, which you can get all our podcasts and information and contact me and Kyle on, is collegefootballrundown.com. Thanks again for listening, everybody. I'm Woj. I'm Walt. And this was the College Football Rundown. We're out.